What's up? It's Zisu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is NBA Check-In. This one is on the road, in the truck edition. First time I've done this. This is about episode, what, four or five I've done of these? So, yeah, today we'll be checking in with the Warriors, of course, my favorite team, uh, covering uh, the Denver game, the Suns game, and as of our recording, we're on the road, but right now they're playing a big game against the Rockets, so check in with the score of that. Uh, also be covering uh, some NBA drama, uh, Westbrook in Utah, Dolan in New York, any Baca and Chris fight, uh, LeBron's first season overall in L.A., and uh, March, a little March Madness to finish off and uh, what it could mean for the NBA draft. But uh, before I go any further, for the first time on NBA check-in, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, I'm just here. I won't, I won't know anybody he's talking about. Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll try to hit you with some of the social situations. And even uh, I got something for you on the Warriors, so... Uh, yeah, let's dig right into it. The Warriors. Uh, last I recorded, I was recording in the middle of Celtics game, and they got blasted, and they didn't come back. I left you at the end of the third quarter, and yeah, they didn't come out back. It was one of the worst losses of the season, so that was terrible. But they bounced back right away. They had uh, Denver in the next game, who was only a game behind them in the West standings. But uh, solid. They uh, they played them well. It was what the Warriors do is perfect. But then, of course, you could almost call it. You could feel it coming. Of course, they play one of the worst teams in the NBA next in the Phoenix Suns. And they lose. And that was a bad loss. One of the worst losses of the year. And then we got a little drama out of it. Uh, first off, KD got hurt at the end of the third. And, man, I've been talking about it almost nonstop here on NBA Check-In. He is so out the door. He is gone. It's just happening. You can just read it on his face in the body language. He's just not close to anybody anymore. It's it's sad. I I've, I always love that guy's game. It's, uh, it's it's been amazing these years he came. I'm glad it happened, but man, he's he's is out the door. I've already said it on previous pods. I think it's high, like 80. percent I feel like every time I record, you might as well bump it up another five percent. I say 85 percent he leaves, 15 percent he stays. Who knows? They could have a good playoff run, and, you know, I still imagine they'll win this championship. They'll get right, but, man, he just doesn't seem to be enjoying himself, and it's, it's too bad, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's never... I, I don't know if he'll ever feel, you know, satisfied. He wasn't happy after nine years in OKC, so, of course, why not? You know, you couldn't get it done there nine years. You, you, you did what you could in OKC. There was a ceiling, especially... That's what people gave him so so much criticism on, that uh, he went to the team that Oklahoma City lost to. They were they were had a 3-1 lead against us. They were one game of going from the finals, and the Warriors came back. They went to the finals, and the Warriors had their loss. So uh, that opened the door for him to come to us. And he thought that everybody would love him after that. And maybe they would if he wouldn't just be so sensitive about everything and... He, he keeps bringing it up. He's the one that keeps making this an issue. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. And uh, he, he's in for, you know, <laughs> uh, he's in for it even 10 times as much as it is now if he goes to New York as suspected with Kyrie. The media is there 10 times worse as anywhere. So 
I don't know. I feel for Durant. I I love the guy's game. I always have from Seattle to OKC and with the Warriors. So I'm glad it happened. But yeah, he's as good as out the door. So, you know, I know you're not, you haven't been the biggest fan of the Warriors. You enjoyed yourself at the parade. But, uh, uh, you know, with Durant out the door, any, any, any thoughts, any feelings on him uh, rolling after three years with us? I didn't even know he was leaving. It's about as much as I know. Well, he still could stay. That's the thing. But the body language is all there. And we've had so many clues as the year has gone on. He got mad at the media after the Porzingis trade saying, like, I don't have anything to do with that. And it's like, yeah, nobody said you did. Like, why are you making this a story? And obviously the stuff with Draymond early in the year and you could read his lips as people do there's so much drama in the NBA but you could read his lips and he's like as he goes back onto the court for overtime he's like that's why I'm out and it's like ever since then everybody's suspected and he's done nothing to quell that during these recent struggles uh, Coach Kerr said to the media that like you know the team needed to play with an urgency and an anger and uh, when they asked Durant about that, he's like, oh, I thought we played with joy. And he's like angrily, you know, addressing that. It's like, I don't know. Uh, in a way, I, I almost do feel bad for Durant that, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's just him. I don't know if he ever will <laughs> find, a, find a happy spot, you know, so... But, you know, so be it. Anyways, tonight's game, uh, Warriors, big game, uh, taking on the Rockets. Uh, shockingly, we are 0-3 against the Rockets this season. We had that game, that series that went to 7 last year in the Western Finals. So, uh, just for storyline's sake, I mean, this is just a regular season game. We're still in that number one spot in the West. Uh, you want to get this, so... Uh, as of recording right now, it's the third quarter, almost into the third quarter, and the Warriors are up 83-78, so looking good right now, but uh, yeah, you don't want to get swept in the season series. If the Warriors were to lose this, this would be the first time in the Steve Kerr era that any team swept us uh, in the Western Conference, because uh, I think... I think there might be a few teams like I think the Bucks, possibly. No, I, I think we at least got one in one of the games against Bucks every year. So this might be the first, not just Western Conference, but period season sweep. If uh, the Warriors weren't able to hang on, just looking at the win probability, it looks like the Warriors have led for most of the game, but it looks like. Right around halftime or early third quarter, the Rockets made a run where it swung in their favor, but the Warriors swung it right back. So, uh, anyways, yeah, it'd be nice to see them get this one. Uh, but right now, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. This team is just so ready for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they just alternate win-loss the rest of the season. Uh, our next game is another big one Saturday, the Saturday nights. Uh, uh, ABC highlight game. It's uh, at Thunder, which is always a big game with Durant going back to LKC. They always give it to him. So uh, I think, just look at the schedule here. I want to make sure I, this might possibly, yes, 
This could possibly be the last time Durant goes to Oklahoma City uh, as a member of the Warriors. So uh, that could be interesting. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if they don't go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss the rest of the way. It's just the vibe of the team right now. They got the Spurs following up on Monday, so they could take that. And then they got the back-to-back Tuesday. They got to go all the way from San Antonio to Minnesota. And uh, both of those are 5 o'clock Pacific starts. So I heard about... I, I was listening to another show where they were talking about that's just barely legal by NBA standards because it's like 24 hours between games. So... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose that uh, Timberwolves game, but uh, pretty much the rest of the way, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So they just need to get to the playoffs, uh, hold on to that number one seed. They need to get that number one seed, but uh, I don't know. Before I leave the Warriors and uh, go on to the next uh, topic, you got anything for us, Nez, uh, based on anything I said or just anything, period, Warriors? What's what's their problem? Why are they just losing? Why are they? Do they not care, or are they just saving it for the playoffs? Yeah, they're definitely saving it for the playoffs. Um, since this dynasty run started, uh, 2015 was the first championship, and they've been to the finals every year. We lost in 16, then we won in 17 and 18. Now it's 2019. Uh, if you add up all the playoff games that we've played just in the Dynasty run, we've basically played the equivalent of a whole nother NBA season. So they've played a ton of games. If you compare that to a team like a Suns team that has missed the playoffs in all those years, the Warriors have literally played like a whole extra season of NBA basketball. So yeah, and I mean, this is a team that's just built around the championship. So it's from game to game just looking for motivation and that's what happens it feels like every game they they lost that Celtics game bad so then they go into Denver and they crush them and it's like okay they're back and then the next game against the Suns they lose and it's like oh they're in trouble so it's like and now right now as of we're recording they're in Houston and you know Houston solid team I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they swept the season series but Looks like we're going to take this one. So, yeah, it's just the amount of games they played, and this team is just ready for the playoffs, you know. So, anything else? <laughs> no, that's all. That's okay. All right. On to the next NBA topic. Talk a little NBA drama. This is one I can get uh, feedback from Nez just on a social level. Uh, sounds like you didn't hear about this, but the other night uh, we had yet another incident in Utah. They are now becoming infamous for uh, their fans doing not very nice things. I've seen a lot of, because uh, after this Westbrook thing, they showed a lot of through the years. This goes back to the 80s, even involved the Warriors coming up to Utah, and there was a, a, a fan interaction, the fans getting into it with the players. And uh, most recently here, we had uh, Westbrook, who this is not the first time he's had an incident in Utah. He's slapped the phone out of a guy's hand in the past and, like, got right up in a guy's face, you know, F out my face and stuff like that. Like, and uh, he, he always, you know, says the media that, like, 
something needs to be done about the fans and like especially here in Utah like you know they're racist and over the top and things like that and, uh, in this why most you, why did he slap somebody's phone out of their hand uh, they I I in the clip you can see it they're uh, they're videoing him as he goes off the court and then they say something which you got to imagine like you know they said something aggressive like take that or like Westbrook sucks or whatever you know or who knows maybe they even did step over the line and say something racial or something like that but anyways Westbrook if you are familiar with if you've listened to this you obviously know who Westbrook Westbrook is and he has he's probably the most aggressive personality in the whole NBA so <laughs> this is one of those situations where I've heard people even talk about with the situation where it's like of course fans will even want to go after him more because he's known for having an attitude he's known for being grumpy and having attitude and they almost compared it to like a WWE situation where he's like a heel and a villain so this is a guy you want to be like there's another incident he had where like the thunder lost and like this Court fan who had a courtside seat is like dancing around and he like comes like onto the court white and right in front of Westbrook and Westbrook has to push him off and is like what the hell because the guy's like yeah in your face and he's like on the court so yeah Westbrook isn't about that stuff at all so with this most recent incident uh, why it became so controversial is uh, the fan in the stand I guess said something to the effect of uh like, get on your knees like you should or something like that. Something to that effect. And uh, Westbrook, like, was not having it. And he's, like, yelling back. And that's where we start to get the video that went every... It was on every sports show and we see it everywhere. Everything where he's, like, he's, like, I don't play that. And he's, like, he's, like, I'll F you up. I'll F you up. He's, like, and then he's, like, I'll F you up and your wife. And so whatever he's like I don't play that he's like I, he's like I, I swear to god he's like he's like I put that on everything I put that on everything he's going off and like so it became a whole issue and then he spoke to the media after and said the guy explained it and then we got the guy in the stand he said uh, he said all he said to Russ was uh, he didn't say get on your knees he said ice your knees just just go ice your knees and if you think about it that way you're like oh okay but uh the story goes further, and the Jazz looked into it, the Utah NBA team, uh, where the game was taking place. And uh, there was obviously more footage, and it turns out the guy did say it, and people looked into the guy because, you know, he was interviewed and his name popped up on the screen, and people obviously in this day and age, they searched him on social, and they found his social media was full of racism. So that's not good, and he tried to delete it, but of course... Everybody screenshots everything, and it's not in time. But, uh, yeah, in the end, he is not only banned from watching Utah Jazz games at that arena anymore. He can't even enter that arena for, like, concerts or anything now in Utah. So, I don't know. It's, It's crazy this day and age. It just leads to a talk of, like, man, like, what do you need to do? What can you do? When you compare it to the other sports, like baseball stadiums, it's usually higher. Hockey has the glass. 
Uh, football, they're very far from the crowd. They've got all the sideline buffers. So uh, NBA is the one sport where they're like, they literally have the courtside seats and you can like, you can interact with the players like, yeah, or like, haha, you can. courtside? I mean, he was. No, he was just a couple rows back, the guy. But somebody else that was like right near the Thunder bench started recording when Russ went off on him. So they had the video. So, um, I don't know. The, the, the idea of, like, <laughs> this feels big. Uh, in the end, the guy is banned, and Russell Westbrook, uh, he, after the game, too, he made sure to be, like, he's like, yeah, he had me fired up. I just want to make sure everybody knows, like, his wife was repeating the same racist stuff at me, so I went at her, but, like, I would never hit a woman. Of course I wouldn't. And he's like, I want to make that 100% clear. I never had no domestic violence issues, so he made all that clear. But, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, something's got to be done. Something's got to happen, like, you know. And I don't know. Like, it makes you wonder, like, what, what the answer is, like... I guess because the first thing that happened was they handed these these fans little, like, warning cards. Like, this is your first warning. But then when they reviewed the tape, that one guy was, like I said, he's banned now from that Utah stadium. But I don't know. The thing is, like, it's not just, like, Utah seems to have now this bad reputation as a, a racist crowd. But it's not just there um, in... in other things I've seen on TV where they, they talk about, like, you know, this being an issue. In the uh, 2015 finals, the first Warriors-Cavs final, when we won our first uh, championship in 40 years, there's a, a thing on video they, they, they brought back up. They're like, don't forget, like, it's not just... You can't just judge one fan base and be like, oh, all Utah fans are bad, all this and that. In Oakland, which is thought to be one of the most progressive places there is, in the 2015 finals, uh, LeBron was walking off the court and somebody shouted some racist mess at him. And in Oakland? In Oakland. And, yeah, that's Oakland. And it's like, jeez. So, like... Wherever was it from Oakland? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't just say... You can't, you really can't. You can't just say all Laker fans are this. You know, they may have, Boston Red Sox fans have a reputation. Yankees fans have a reputation. I get that, but that, certain people don't define a whole, uh, you know, fan base. So, I don't know. Any thoughts on uh, fan bases and this incident in Utah and in general? (laughs) Well, courts have been like bad NBA courts have been like this forever I mean no one's gonna if they haven't done anything by now because I'm sure this has been going on since the beginning right it's so, just now you can record it and yeah I mean the, like only, everything. the only way they could do is put up glass like hockey I mean I know that's about crazy. the only thing I can think of <laughs> right yeah I, I I can't think of anything either the only other thing I heard is like almost like close to a zero tolerance policy like make it known like before the game as people are coming into arenas into their seats like keep playing like almost every five minutes like hey you know no you know racist aggressive comments are going to be tolerated from the crowd zero tolerance policy you'll be removed you'll be banned don't you know don't do it you know this and that so 
I can understand if it's some racist remark someone's yelling, but if you're just yelling, ah, oh, you suck. Oh, yeah, no, that's I fine. mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. If, you, if you're fucking going to get mad at that, man, you have soft skin and uh, should do go do something else because fucking baseball players hear it. Yeah. Uh, football players hear it. I mean, wrestlers, but that's a part of the show. Right. Even hockey, when they're going by. I mean, it's just how people are. But, I mean, I understand... If uh, a player goes off on somebody for yelling racist remarks, yeah, I mean, I think that should be the all right, man. Yeah, go feel free to go off. But then again, racist or not, if you're the the player, you're more in the spotlight than some Joe Schmo. So I think you should just, as tough as it sounds, to just like either not say anything or just kind of point it out to someone. Hey, that guy's saying this and that and, and leave it at that, man. I know uh, if you hear something like that, especially if it's directed at you, you're going to go off. So, I mean, I mean, they can't get mad at him for it. I mean, they, they did prove that that guy said whatever yeah. he said and they find, and they went after him. So, right. but, yeah, you can't blame the player for going off on him. Right. And that was the thing. You, you nailed exactly uh, what I heard a fellow players saying on broadcasts after this. Ex-players who are now part of the media. They said, like, we don't care. We actually want it when you're like, boo, and you suck, and things like that. But, like, don't cross the line. Yeah. Don't cross the line. That's it. They, they want the crowd to be aggressive. They almost feed off of that some guys, you know. So, anyways... Moving on to the next NBA drama, we got uh, Dolan in New York, the New York Knicks owner. Uh, This is another kind of crazy thing involving a a fan, but uh, (laughs) I don't know. Knicks Knicks are often uh, kind of a laughing stock. The most recent thing this year was the getting rid of Porzingis. Yes, they now have two max slots, what could turn into Kyrie and uh, Durant, so... Who knows, maybe it's a masterstroke. But people have been mad at the owner for a long time of the Knicks. Dolan, they want him to sell the team. And uh, just a couple days ago, uh, he's leaving the stadium. And uh, this fan yells down, uh, sell the team! And uh, he, he stops and he's like, oh yeah, you think, I should, you think I should sell the team? And he's like, yeah! And he's like, you want to not come to any more games? And he's like, why? And he's like that's rude <laughs> and and he's like it's an opinion and he's like no it's not you're rude and then he like gets the owner get the and he owns Madison Square Garden too he like gets his security guys and is pointing them out and he's like yeah him him and they're like get Kevin hold, hold him for Kevin <laughs> so uh yeah that was wrong and like that's a reversal where like everybody in the media was like man that owner is wrong like you're just saying like that, like sell the team, and yeah, you get banned from Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that's stupid, man. You're fucking, that's some soft skin bitch, man. That's fucking just. He should have just went, yeah, whatever, or just said fuck yeah. you and kept Keep walking. It moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's another thing. And uh, lastly, I guess I don't have too much to say about this, but uh, Ibaka and uh, Chris. Uh, in a fight, uh, I think it was the same night too that the uh, Westbrook incident went down, so it kind of overshadowed it. But uh, uh, Serge Ibaka on the Raptors and Marquise Chris on the Cavs, uh, you know, 
A lot of times, so-called NBA fights happen, and it's really nothing. It's a lot of hold me back. That's the famous line going around. Like, you know, nothing's going to happen, but Surge was really, like, throwing blows, and uh, he connected on a few. Chris, once he was, like, shocked, and he was, like, he knew he was, like, under attack, he threw one, too. And in the end, like, based on uh, suspensions of the past, I'm shocked. Surge only got four games, and uh, Chris got one which both of them are shocking. You would think, based on fights of the past uh, and Surge's past, you would think it would be 15 games, but uh, yeah. And then Chris just defending himself. I don't even know if he even deserved that one, so I don't know. You didn't see that, right? No. Or, what was that cutoff? Um, we are recording this on the road. We want to make sure not to miss our exit it is uh, the 205 and yeah it's coming up so shout out <laughs> uh, if you know where we're at in Oregon <laughs> all right uh, not too much to say about the next topic LeBron's first season in LA it's just a big topic of discussion so I thought I'd talk about it uh, everybody's like man uh, there's no other way to say it, but there was a complete disaster. Uh, this guy that went to the finals, what was that? He went one, two, three, four. He went eight years in a row, four with Miami, four with Cleveland. And he then goes to the Lakers, and they don't even make the playoffs. They don't even get the eight seed. That was a big story coming out of uh, All-Star break. I talked about it in a previous NBA check-in. But, yeah, uh, I got to say, you know, in my heart of hearts, uh, <laughs> so many years the Lakers were, you know, having their dynasty. You know, they went from... Uh, you know, the Magic and Kareem 80s era to uh, Shaq and Kobe, the late 90s, early 2000s. And throughout that whole time as a Warriors fan, you know, we were so bad. Uh, anytime the team did anything, that time uh, we went to the playoffs and ran into Barkley's sons. Weber left, you know, then we lost Hardaway, eventually Mullen and Sprewell, you know, just... All that time, the Lakers, they were they were striving. So it's it's hard for me to feel too much sympathy for the Lakers, but they are a big NBA story, so going to talk about it. And, yeah, I mean, the way he dragged all those Cavalier teams to not only playoffs through the East, but to the finals, like, you know, everybody said it, the West is different. A lot, of more, a lot more teams out here in the West, and... Uh, he couldn't do it. I know he ran into that injury this year. He missed, you know, 20 games, and that's a whole chunk. That that means a lot, and they didn't do well while he was gone. But uh, they had a chance. They were only, I think, two or three games back after uh, All-Star. So they definitely could have, and they lost some bad ones. They lost to the Grizzlies, uh, the Suns, the Pelicans, all these teams that were, you know, supposedly tanking themselves, and they couldn't even beat them. So... I don't know. No other way to say it, but, uh, you know, failure of a year. And 
now the talk is, you know, who joins him, who wants to join him. I know Durant made news earlier this year saying people don't want to come with LeBron because it's just, you know, LeBron's great, but uh, it's so tough to play with with everything that he brings, the expectations that he brings. So uh, guys don't often want to do that. I know Anthony Davis does, and we'll see if they can make, still make that trade, but as far as free agents... I don't know. Um, the rumors right now say people don't have a lot of interest. It was crazy. Paul George didn't even go there last year. So, anyways, uh, before I move on to my final topics, any thoughts on LeBron's first season in LA? Um, I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking around for a gas stations. But um, <laughs> is he just not happy there, or is it just? Oh no, no, he's happy there. No, I mean, did the team just suck? Yeah, that was the issue. They they tried something. They tried to not match the Warriors. A lot of teams right now in the NBA, you're trying to match the Warriors. You're trying to do 3 and D. You're trying to have guys that shoot threes and play defense. And the Lakers tried to do something else. They got a lot of, uh, well, one of my favorite podcasts uh, on the Ringer NBA pod. <laughs> they called, uh, the Lakers got too many goofies. They got too many goofy guys. They got uh, JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, you know, uh, Rajon Rondo, too many goofies. So um, they, tr- they did try something different. The idea coming into the season was they were going to try to uh, almost go big and be warrior stoppers, but it didn't work for them. And the, the, the so-called goofies, they couldn't do it for them. <laughs> uh, how was that ball guy? Uh, surprisingly good, uh, but he ran into an injury too, and now they've shut him down for the rest of the season. So he missed half the season, and he was one of their best defenders, which is one of their biggest issues with his defense. So they just always got scored on nonstop. So, what's his dad saying about all this? <laughs> Shockingly, he's fallen back. You would think he would he would be talking like crazy. The one thing that happened was uh, during the the midseason when all the Anthony Davis trade rumors happened, and the Lakers wanted to give away literally their whole team away except for LeBron for Anthony Davis. Uh, that's when LeVar uh, spoke up and he was like, I don't want my son going to New Orleans. If anything, uh, send him to Phoenix. So even though Phoenix is a tanking team, they got a y- lot of young talent, so... They might be good soon, so. Yeah. I I seen a video of uh, that ball kid. What's his name? What's his first name? Uh, the one in the NBA. Yeah, Lonzo. I was. They were showing all these videos, and they were saying that NBA players uh, don't make air balls. And there was like a, a video compilation of him just airball airball yeah, airball yeah. what's uh, is that true nobody hits airballs or oh yeah no airballs happen all the time but he's he's more infamous for it because his shot is so wacky he's got an unorthodox side release that looks like it's really easy to block but you know he gets it off so you know but i don't know he he his shot is it's so unreliable he can hit a 3 but he's just more likely to airball, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, his dad's the one that fucked him up. Yeah, uh, yeah, hyping, no 
hyping him up to or his boys to all of us thinking that yeah. they were the next thing and yeah. uh, apparently not yeah the middle son he's the one that got in trouble in China and uh, Pito had to bail him out and then there was the drama between El Presidente and uh, LeVar Ball because uh, he thought uh, he should have thanked him for getting the kid out of uh, Chinese jail <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he didn't turn out at all the middle son. Um, and then the third son is supposedly the most talented. He's still in high school. And, actually, that's where LeVar Ball's been. He's been, like, <laughs> his son didn't get invited to these, like, McDonald's All-American games, which is, like, the industry standard. So... <laughs> As obnoxious as LeVar Ball is, you got to give it to him. He's a businessman. So his son didn't get invited to these, like, uh, uh, traditional tournaments. So he made his own. <laughs> he made his own tournament, the LeVar Ball Big Baller Brand Classic. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> yeah, Big Baller. Uh-oh. It's Big Baller time. <laughs> Dumb. Stooge. <laughs> um... Fuck, I was going to say something. I forgot. Uh, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But, yeah. Over- oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, which, which one was... Uh, it was the, the dad and one of the sons that was on Raw. Which one was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's LeVar Ball. And uh, uh, Lonzo, right when he came to the NBA. Okay, well, he was the one that, that they don't they don't want them on Raw anymore because he let off the, the, the street N-word. Yeah. With the A, not the E-R. Right. And uh, there is a difference, all you dumb fucks that don't think so. Right. <laughs> yep, he messed up, which is too bad because, like, that guy's a character. So that was the spot for him. Uh, yeah. I've seen in the past, did you ever see, uh, I know Carl Malone got involved at one point, way back uh, toward the end of his playing career in the early 2000s. Do you ever remember seeing him, the mailman Carl Malone? I think so. I want to say he was in a Battle Royal WrestleMania, but I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was. All right. Uh, so, yeah, L.A., uh, bronze first season, total waste, but so be it. He's got three more years to try to make it work there, and then by that time, I know what he's doing. LeBron himself is, is uh, trying to last as long, so his son can come into the NBA and he can get at least a year playing with him. I know that's his dream. So uh, the way he takes care of himself, I know he'll be able to do that. And uh, yeah, he'll add to that tradition. I know it doesn't happen very often. It happened in baseball uh, with uh, Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. So, but it really doesn't happen that often. Most of the time, if uh, you have a kid that's the father of a, that's the son of a, a, a famous athlete. They'll have passed their time, like uh, Stephen Curry, his dad Dell played in the league, but many years before Steph and Seth got to the league. So, yep. All right, I think we'll wrap this up with the final topic: uh, March Madness and the NBA draft. Uh, uh, March Madness is right around the corner. Probably by the time I do the next one of these, it'll be uh, kickoff, I think, a week from today. 
is the kickoff of uh, the NCAA tournament in March Madness. And usually this is the best time of year to see uh, future NBA players this year. Uh, Duke is the heavy hitter. They've got three guys that could go one, two, three. If not, all three in the top five picks. Uh, led by Zion Williamson, for, for sure fire, number one pick. Uh, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. So... Uh, Definitely want to be checking out the Duke games with them. Zion had that incident where he blew through his shoe and he hasn't played since. But I think he might have even returned tonight as we record this uh, for the conference tournament uh, leading into March Madness. But uh, uh, the other big name to look for, um, if you keep up with basketball, you probably already heard it. But uh, Murray State... Uh, thankfully, was able to get in. They're a smaller school, but they have a guy that might even go two, maybe three in the draft, uh, Ja Morant. So that's another guy to keep an eye on as we come on March Madness time. So Duke and Murray State. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll see what else happens and uh, who wins it. I, you know, anything can happen. That's why everybody loves March Madness, but with the talent that Duke has, I don't see how they don't win it. Uh, but yeah, it's almost time to fill out those brackets. So, uh, you ever fill out any of those brackets for work or anything, March Madness? Nope, I'm never on and watch any of it. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's always on, right? I don't know. Not in T-Point. Really? Oh, okay. Well, you're in control of that, right? Yeah. I don't have. We don't have a TV in there. In the break room, I'm sure it's on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's usually, that's the fun part about it. That's why everybody gets excited, because you do these brackets. They have them, ESPN, Yahoo, whatever, CBS, whatever sports provider you like. They have these brackets, and you pick who you think are going to win. And um, uh, traditionally speaking, you have a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of picking a perfect bracket. The odds are so against you because of the amount by the time they usually get just to the third set of games, uh, in every format, there's no perfect brackets remaining. It's like impossible because there's so many options. Yeah, it's single elimination. That's why it's so hard to pick. And it's, uh, I think it's a field of uh, 64. So it's like... Are these all the colleges in, in the United States? Or? Uh, yeah, but it's not... You have to qualify for it. There's even more <laughs> colleges than that. But yeah, it's... Uh, when teams make it, like John Morant's Murray State, that's... Those are the teams you can't count on seeing every year. Of course, you're going to see Duke and Kentucky, you know, teams like that. Traditional, you know, powerhouse teams, but... Is Cal and Stanford in it? Uh, this year, I don't think they are, but, uh, of all teams, UNR is not only in it, they are in the top 10 ranked teams in the nation, which is shocking. They got two guys, uh, they're these two brothers that will probably be, uh, NBA draft picks. So yeah, UNR, uh, might do a little something this year. Do they have games there, or is it just somewhere else? Yeah, it's somewhere else. They they pick four locations. Um, usually it's all over the place, like Phoenix, St. Louis, Atlanta, uh, Seattle. They usually pick four spots for the four regions of the bracket, and then the games play out there, and then... Um, 
they'll meet at one for the final four and the national championship. So, yeah, I mean, this is the time of year the where you can uh, really pay attention to to uh, college hoops. And like I said, the uh, main reason everybody does is, is because they have their brackets and they have something on the line. Um, if you have, if you've never before and you're curious. Uh, if you go on Yahoo Sports and or ESPN, they actually have groups. Uh, Yahoo has uh, prize packages that you can play for by joining like people's groups. Like they'll have like uh, LL Cool J's group or uh, Jamie Foxx or somebody like that, or even like an NBA person, Draymond Green, and it'll be like their group. And if you have the best bracket, the most right picks in that, you'll win some like additional prize. Like you don't even need a perfect bracket; you just have to have the best in that, and you'll win like a TV or something, or two thousand dollars cash or something. So, and it's all free. So. It's fun, but uh, you're more likely to get a better bracket if you don't know anything. If you're not like, oh, yeah, that's where John Morant plays. Oh, yeah, that's where Zion Williamson plays. Then if you're just like, I like uh, Eagles over Tigers. So you pick that way. (laughs) Well, I don't know shit about this. Uh, Get one for me or whatever, and I'll just pick random ones. Sure, and you'll be shocked how well you do. You'll be like, I don't know nothing, and you'll be like, you'll have probably the best bracket of like anybody at Southwest. All right, well, we'll do one where I'll just pick random ones, and you pick who you who I really think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Let's see. do that. We'll see who's the best, or see who gets the most, or whatever. Yeah, traditionally speaking, it's always the other one, the person that doesn't know. Wow, so. Shit. Yeah, like traditionally I would have Jade do one, and yeah, she knows how to score me. So. Anyways, alright, on that note, I guess we'll wrap it up. 41 minutes, a little longer than I usually like to make these, but hey, in the truck edition, and you got Nez on this one, so probably come back at you a week with the latest in NBA news, Warriors news, and March Madness is kicking off, so uh, it'll be the perfect time to talk everything hoops. So, till the next time... Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll be back, but we'll see. Party. (laughs) Yep. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you next time.